Clap your hands to the Lord tonight. Amen. God bless you tonight, and you may be seated. Amen. I, I know the context in this scripture is that the Lord's will was being fulfilled, but I want to, I want to pull a principle out, and that is this, that Isaac, in his natural man, he had come to a place in his life where his eyes had grown dim and his eyesight was not where it used to be and, and in his feeble attempt, amen, at the end of his life, he was desiring to bless his eldest son Esau, amen, but Jacob had come in and, and began to, to put, in, put in motion, amen, the future of what God had said would be. But the principle that we can learn in this, this passage of Scripture, what we can learn from Isaac is this, that if we're not careful, we begin to lean on our natural emotions, our natural, what we can feel. We, we put our hands on the situation, and we begin to let, amen, what we have heard, the familiar voice that we have heard, and we know, amen, Isaac should have known in this situation here as he began to hear that that familiar voice of Jacob. Now, this was not the first time that he had heard Jacob's voice. This is not the first time that he had heard the voice of Jacob begin to talk to him. This was a voice that he was very familiar with. Amen. As it was his son, he knew him from the time of birth all the way up under this time of him being an adult or a young man. Amen. So this was something that he was very familiar with. Amen. But what we see in this passage is that the blessing of God that was supposed to be passed on to Esau. It got passed on to Jacob in a moment of one man allowing his natural his natural feeling to get in the way of that familiar voice. My Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now I've come to preach to somebody tonight. I don't know what's going on in your natural world. In fact, I know very little about this church. I don't know what your facing in your everyday walk with God. I don't know what you're facing right now. Amen. Collectively as a body. Amen. I know you're in a season of revival. Amen. But what comes with revival is usually opposition. Amen. But I've come to preach to somebody tonight that we need to be careful. Amen. How we respond to opposition. We need to be careful how we respond to what we can see in the natural eye. What we can feel in the natural body. Amen. What we can put our hands on. Amen. God did not control, call me to control my situation. God did not call me to observe the negative doctor's report and let that dictate how I come to the house of God. Amen. But God said when you hear my voice let it be a familiar voice and let it bring faith. Let it bring encouragement. Let it lift you up in the midnight hour. Amen. In the anybody in here tonight that you're familiar with the voice of God. You're familiar with the word of God. You're familiar with this pulpit. Amen. You know what's been preached to you. You know what this man of God
God has preached to you about going forward and having revival and doing things bigger and doing things better. Amen. But what the devil wants you to do is put your hands on, well, I don't know. It don't feel right. Amen. What I can see in the natural is holding me back. Amen. I've come to tell somebody, get your hands off what you can feel and say, God, if you speak it, if you say it, I'm going to believe it. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. In Numbers chapter 13, we read the conclusion or part of the conclusion of the 40 days of spying out the land of promise. And in verse number 25, they returned from searching the land after 40 days. And the Bible says they came to Moses and Aaron and they began to bring the report. But I want you to see something. The Bible says at the end of verse 26 that they showed them. Everybody say showed them. They showed them the fruit of the land. And the next verse says that they said surely. Everybody say surely. That sounds pretty confident to me. Amen. That sounds, uh, amen, pretty likely to me that it's true. Surely it's a land that flows with milk and honey. Amen. That was a positive word. That was a positive report. And not only did they speak it, but they brought back real physical evidence and showed them they carried the clusters of grapes in there and showed them a piece of taste of what God can do. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Amen. You look across this building tonight and you're seeing people, amen, that have already tasted of what God can do. You're seeing people that are no longer bound by sin, no longer bound by alcohol, no longer bound by drugs, no longer out of their mind, but they've tasted. They've tasted of the Holy Ghost. They've tasted of the gospel. They've tasted of the miraculous power of what God can do. Amen. But the story doesn't end right there. But they had a Shirley. They had a promise. Amen. But there was a couple of knuckleheads in that group. Well, here's the problem. It flows with milk and honey. But that's not the only thing that we saw there. Amen. We saw the giants of the land. And that 10 out of 12, they began to bring an evil, not just a negative report, but God said it was an evil report. And they began to tell them about these giants that they saw that were so big and so strong. And they brought an evil report on the land, verse 32. And all the people that we saw in there, they were men of great stature. They started responding to the wrong evidence. They started responding to what they were seeing. Amen. They started responding to these men that were giants and it began to cause their faith to shake and notice what it did, not only to what they saw in the enemy, but how it changed the perspective of themselves. As you go down and read, he said, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. I've heard this quoted that, that we were grasshoppers in their sight, but before 
they ever perceived that they were grasshoppers in the sight of the enemy. It started with how they saw themselves. They said, we are as grasshoppers in our own sight. So that must mean that we look like grasshoppers to them. Amen. I wonder if they could have got a revelation of what they were doing right there. Amen. They were having enough faith in the word that they were speaking that if we're grasshoppers in our own sight, that must be how the enemy sees us. What if we could turn that around and say, and they, they may, they've got to know the God that we serve. They've got to know that we're children of God. Amen. We're not grasshoppers. We're giant slayers. And we're coming for your fruit. And we're coming for your milk. And we're coming for your honey. Amen. Surely, if, they, if we see ourselves as giant slayers, then when we walk in the land, they're going to tremble. They're going to flee. They're going to run because by faith, But that same spirit got a hold of Saul. Oh, yeah, it did. Oh, yeah, it did. Allowing Goliath for 40 days to come out and beat his chest. Hey, man, he was a man of great stature. He was a giant. And he was standing between the, 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 the children of Israel, God's people, and their complete and total victory. And here's what he says. He looks, at, he looks at David and he said, you're not able to go against that Philistine because you're but a youth. And this man, he's a man of war. A man of war from his youth. You know what Saul was doing? He was responding to the wrong evidence that was being presented to him. He was looking at this man called Goliath and saying he's a man of war. You know what I'm tired of hearing in our churches? I'm tired of hearing people Talk about how big and bad the devil is and talking about how small we are, how weak we are, how small-minded we are. Baby, I'm a part of the church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. I'm a part of the church. Amen. I've got the blood. I've got the word. I've got the spirit. There ain't no devil in hell that can stop the church. There ain't no devil in hell that can come against this church. I don't care what kind of principalities are in this city. I don't care what kind of opposition is coming against this church. Your leadership, your young people, your outreach team, I stand to declare we're giant slayers. Amen. We're the people of God. It's a promise. You're going to get in a land that flows. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen. You know how I know that Saul was responding to the wrong evidence? We read that, but we forget that only one chapter prior, Saul is battling an evil spirit. Why? Because he was, he was running away from God. He had removed the man of God in his life. And now he's battling the opposing force. And because he chose to ignore the voice from where faith comes, he's now, he don't have the authority. He don't have the power on his own. And so in chapter 16, he says, hey, is there a man? Behold, send me a man that can help me in this problem that I'm dealing with. Find me somebody that can play. And one of the servants said, behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehem that is cunning 
and playing in a mighty and valiant man. He had never even slayed one man. He had never even been in the battle. Amen. But somebody had a revelation and they said he's a man of war and prudent in matters and comely in person and the Lord is with him. Amen. David shows up. He says, Saul, I can take him. I can take that giant. Oh, I don't know, David. You're but a youth. You're a, you're ready. You're, you're this and you're that. No, you don't understand. When nobody else was around, amen, the lion came and the bear came and it wasn't by sword and it wasn't by spear and it wasn't by what you can see, but it was by faith that I stood up against the lion and I stood up against the bear. And when I get out on that battlefield today, Amen. The whole assembly of Israel's is going to know that it wasn't by sword and it wasn't by spear. It wasn't by what you see in the natural. He said, but I come against you in the name, in the name, in the name. Are we still a people of the name? Amen. Amen. Now, I know this is our reacquaintance tonight. But I'm telling you, if I ever feel like preaching, I feel like preaching right now. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm, I'm not one of those. Well, I got to be careful. Jesus, help me tonight. Help me, Lord. Amen. Let's just say this. Amen. I'm not, I'm not running to the doctor over every little stub toe. But I'm not going to judge you for going to the doctor. But I do think that we have gotten way too comfortable on responding to things first by what we can control. Lord, help this Tylenol work. Amen. Lord, I'm about to take this ibuprofen. We let it work quick. Praying on the way to the doctor. And again, I'm, I'm not knocking you. I go to the doctor, okay? And, and I'm treading on, on some eggshells right here. Hallelujah. But I wonder what would happen if we remembered, if we remembered that he told us you're going to be a people that doesn't walk by sight. But he said, I've called to walk. I've called you to walk by faith. I've called you to walk by faith. I've called you to walk not by what you see, but I've called you to walk by what you don't see. I've called you to respond not by what you see, but I've called you to respond by what you don't see. Amen. I'm just telling you, it's not the will of God for what happens out there to dictate how you come to church and respond to God. Amen. If anything, it ought to be the other way around. Amen. When negativity comes into your life and the devil tries to say well look at the giants look at the giants in your life look at that negative doctor's report look at your family falling apart look at who walked out look at who threw in the towel look at who moved away look at what they said on the amen on social media amen I'm tired of the negative report I'm tired of the evil report give me somebody that'll walk by faith give me somebody that'll bust in the back doors and say I had the worst day of my life but blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. All hell was fighting me today. But I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. Amen. Everything that came against me. But I'm not looking at that. I'm not responding by that. I'm responding by he's good. He's faithful. He's just. He's holy. Music come. 
Amen. Come help me out. I'm not going to be much longer. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to give you time to respond to this. Amen. Amen. You're just, you're just, you're just a youth. You're nothing. Grasshoppers. They put that in their mind. God said, go and I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you if you'll go. And I even let you taste of it. But somehow, that evil report creeped in. Hebrews 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now be honest with me tonight. If you don't raise your hand, you're lying. But just be honest with me tonight. Is there anybody in here who got something you're hoping for? If you ain't got nothing you're hoping for, come see me after church. I'll give you my list. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence. Now wait a minute. I've been to court a few times, not for me, for someone else. Clarify here. Run the background check on me. And there's nothing that can sway a courtroom like good, solid evidence. My Bible says this, that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And he's doing it day and night. Coming and standing before you. Coming and standing before God. Don't you know they used to be a drug addict? Don't you know that they used to be an alcoholic? Don't you know they slipped up and cussed on Monday? Don't you know that they messed up yesterday? Don't you know God? And then he comes in your ear, yapping his little mouth. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know you're a failure? Don't you know you messed up? Don't you know you're a grasshopper? Revelation says that at the end of time God's going to take the accuser and cast him out but then he said now is the day of salvation come to them that overcame the accuser that overcame the negative report that overcame the evil report and you want to know how they did it they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony you know what a testimony is it's evidence it's the proclamation of evidence it's the declaration of evidence when you stand in court and you say sir judge I saw it happen I was there amen you know how you overcome an evil report you start standing and testifying in praise and worship devil you're a liar and the truth is not in you I will overcome I will succeed I will get my miracle I will get my blessing I will live for God and then my family will be saved and the devil says no it won't no it won't no it won't oh but I'm gonna keep testifying I'm gonna keep proclaiming Now listen, I'm almost done. 
in any high profile case they have to do their due diligence to protect the evidence they can't let it get tainted they can't let it get tainted they can't let it get diluted they got to protect it now there are some things that you're hoping for but you ain't seen it yet And you say, preacher, I, I just don't have anything to hold on to. Man, I, I've come to kick the devil in the forehead right now. I'm telling you, I, I feel a burden for the backsliders of this church right now. And I already know how this works. And you want to know how I know it works? Amen. Because all of my family was backslidden at one time. Amen. All three of my brothers were not in church. And I ain't got the time to tell you their testimony. But let me tell you something tonight. Let me testify to you about all three of them being back in the house of God and living for God. And one of them's called to preach. Amen. In your face, devil. I kept testifying. I kept proclaiming. I kept I kept believing, I kept responding that it was gonna happen. Now listen, listen. Here's what the devil did to me when they were out of church. They're beyond hope, Brother Bradford. Oh man, look, look at look at them tattoos. Look at them drugs. Look at that alcohol. Look at them parties. Are you hearing the same story? Just, just stop praying for them. They're, be, they're beyond reach. Just stop hoping for them. They're beyond reach. Just, 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 just stop messing around with it. Just, just stop caring about them. Just, 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 stop, just stop worrying about it. Just move on. Amen. I come to tell the devil to back off. Amen. They might not be living right right now. Amen. But I'm proclaiming it in faith. I'm proclaiming it in faith. I'm proclaiming it in faith. Amen. I'm testifying. I'm speaking the word. I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond to the right evidence. Now listen, I could preach 15 more verses to you right now. I give you all kind of pretty po poems and quotes. But let me tell you one more thing and one more testimony. And then I'm going to tell you it's up to you to respond to the right evidence. My brother, Stephen, if you hear this later, I love you. God's been too good to not share your story. 16 years old, he walked away from God. Running with the wrong crowd up in Indianapolis, Indiana. Drugs, gangs, tattoos, street life. Almost got killed three or four times. I mean, I don't even, it's, it's a hand to God. Shot at, drive-by shootings. I know how the devil works because he plagued my mind. Me and my wife are newlyweds. I wake up in the middle of the night. 
tears. I look over, my wife would be on the side of the bed weeping. I said, babe, what's wrong? She said, God woke me up to pray for Stephen right now. I'd roll out of bed. we start praying, God, I don't know where he's at. I don't know what he's doing, but you got to save his soul. you got to reach him. Amen. My brother would call me 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, strung out on drugs, running the streets. Amen. Out of his mind. Amen. And I remember going to God and saying, God, there's no way unless you reach him. Amen. There's nothing I can do. My hands are tied. I can preach to him. I can work him over, but my hands are tied. God, you have to do it. You have to save him. He swallowed 30 pills. 30 pills. Couldn't keep him down. Couldn't keep him down. Tried to kill himself. Hey man, that's not who he is. He was influenced by another world, by another report. Another time he went and jumped off a bridge into a river trying to kill. He couldn't do it. God's hand was protecting him because he had a family that was lifting him up in prayer. I'll never forget the day that he called me, Brother Bradford. It was 4 o'clock in the morning. And he called me, Chris, the devil's chasing me. And he was running through town, scared out of his mind. I said, Stephen, listen to me right now. Amen. The devil, if you let him catch you, he's going to take you to hell. What you need to do is you need to run to the church. And you need to find the man of God. And you need to get back in church. They were three hours ahead of us. It just so happened. It was prayer time for Pastor Myers at the home church. Amen. That backslidden boy come running in there and ran down to an altar in a morning prayer meeting and prayed back through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Devil, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. But for a while, the only evidence that I had was my faith. But you got to hold on to that evidence. You got to protect it. And you got to stand before God and say, this is the only evidence I've got that they're coming back. This is the only evidence I've got that I'm going to get my miracle. That we're going to get the next property. That we're going to get the next blessing. That we're going to get an next revival. Somebody respond in faith. Believe Suicide is not the answer. 
Suicide is not the answer. That's the other voice. That's the other evidence. When you hear that voice, you say, no, 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 no. I'm going to get back to the house of God and hear a preacher tell me I can make it. I can live for God. I can be victorious. I'm not a grasshopper. I'm a giant slayer. I'm a giant slayer. I'm a giant slayer. In the name of Jesus. is for you. The Holy Ghost is for you. Come on, don't let the devil lie to you. The Holy Ghost is for you. Lift up your hands and receive it. Lift up your hands and receive it.
refuse to listen to the voice of depression. I refuse to listen to the voice of oppression. I refuse to listen to the voice of anxiety and fear and doubt. God has not given you the spirit of fear. God has not given you the spirit of oppression, but he's given you love, and he's given you faith, and he's given you hope, and he's given you a sound mind. You just got to respond to the right word. Testify, testify, testify. 